You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farah of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. He, you're a threat to him. You're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. That's why he's attacking you. So, here the psalmist in Psalm 73 is really having a hard time because he's looking at the non-Christian and how easy it seems like their life is. I mean, they're just, they don't have the problems that I have. It's like I'm a Christian for no reason. In fact, it's because I'm a Christian that I'm struggling. The life of a believer is anything but easy. As Pastor J.D. points out in today's message, it's because of your faith and the way that God wants to use you that you're facing such hardship. It's completely counterintuitive, but you can have joy in the midst of those trials as you fully rely on Christ to carry you and accomplish His will through you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Psalms, chapter 119, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. A number of years ago, this was actually back in the early 80s, I was a young believer, and I happened upon this writing by one G.D. Watson. It's titled, Others May, You Cannot. And over the years, God has reminded me of it and drawn me to it, and I've kind of blown the dust off of it and reread it. And in so doing, God has really used it in my life in a powerful way. The last time He did so was during one of my devotionals back in February. And as I was preparing for the Bible study tonight, pardon me, sense that the Lord would have me to share it in the context of this section here in Psalm 119. Let me kind of set the stage before we read this, and I'll close with this. But the psalmist here is having a crisis of faith of sorts, in that he's comparing himself with others. And it's almost like, you know God, it's not really fair that I'm afflicted and they're not. Now back when we were in Psalm 73, we read about the psalmist who was having a really serious crisis of faith. He, he, he almost lost his faith. He writes, I, I, I think I've cleansed my heart and purified myself in vain. You want to know why? Because I'm looking at the wicked and they seem to get away with everything. They're so prosperous. They just amass wealth. And here I am hanging on by a thread. It's not fair. Here I am, I'm one of your people, God, and my daily lot is affliction. And theirs, when I look at them, I mean, they have no problems. 
They don't go through the trials that I go through. They certainly don't go and have never tasted of the spiritual warfare that only Christians know. You ever think about that? Non-Christians know nothing of spiritual warfare. You think that, that Satan's attacking them? No, he's already got them. Why do you want to attack him? He's got a, you know, he's got a good recruiting uh, program. So once he gets them, and you know, he doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, because my goodness, if he ruffles any feathers, they might turn to the Lord, and that's the last thing he wants. So he stays away from them. Just, you know, <laughs> I've heard it said this way, you know you're in trouble when Satan sends you a thank you card and a gift card and a bouquet of flowers. You know, keep up the good work. We're doing great here. It's when the enemy attacks you that you realize, oh, you're a threat to the powers of darkness. When, when the devil leaves you alone, that's when you should worry. When the devil attacks you and there's spiritual warfare, that's when you realize, oh, he, you're a threat to him. You're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. That's why he's attacking you. So here the psalmist in Psalm 73 is really having a hard time because he's looking at the non-Christian and how easy it seems like their life is. I mean, they're just, they don't have the problems that I have. It's like I'm a Christian for no reason. In fact, it's because I'm a Christian that I'm struggling. And it's, it's almost, I, I, you'll forgive me, I, I have to confess this. And you know I'm very honest, I'm very open. Sometimes I know that I'm maybe, <laughs> I make it uncomfortable for you because I'm too open, but I'm just, you know, transparent before you. There have been times in my life when I've been going through such difficult times where I've looked at the non-Christian with envy. I'm sorry, but like the psalmist in Psalm 73, I've looked at other Christians and, I, I mean non-Christians, and I've, I've thought to myself, I mean they're just living the life, and I'm dying over here. <laughs> you know, my I, I, I only know adversity and hardship and difficulty, and their lives are just wonderful. And the Lord has had to, you know how it is when He takes that two by four? I've got the scars to prove it, man. He'll take a two by four, whack you upside of the head, and come on, what are you, what are you thinking? It's called stinking thinking. You need a checkup from the neck up. What's the matter with you? This is the only heaven they're going to know. And this is the only hell you're going to know. And basically that's what the psalmist concluded and repented, as did I. He said, it wasn't until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord and saw their end that I realized, oh, wait a minute. Oh yeah, no, uh, life is hard, but God is good, and it's going to be worth it. Now, if you don't mind, I want to take it just a little bit further and now talk about, okay, I, I, can, I can reconcile that, I can resolve that, I'm good with that. Okay, I'm the Christian, it's harder for me as a Christian than it is for the non-Christian. But what about when they're a Christian like you? And I mean, you're looking at them and they're just like, praise the Lord. I just got promoted, triple the pay. Oh yeah, we just, you know, we're going to go on a vacation now for a month. 
And then we're going to take a sabbatical for six months. And oh, did you see the, we paid cash for it. And I mean, the list goes, I mean, I know I'm, you know, over-dramatizing it. I think you get the point. Now, I'm okay if they're a non-Christian, because I can say, okay, I've seen how it ends for you. That's your heaven on earth, so I'm willing to, you know, suffer here on earth for what awaits, the glory that awaits in heaven. So that's fine. But you're a Christian. Huh. You're like, God, what's up with this? Here I am, I got a bus up Toyota. I mean, the AC doesn't work again. I'm still making payments on it. (laughs) Again, I think you get the point. What about that? Let's talk about this, okay? Let's, let's get real here, okay? You're looking at them and you're thinking to yourself, you might even be saying to the Lord, Lord, that's not fair. Uh, you're not dealing well with me. You sure seem to be dealing well with them. I mean, you seem to be blessing. Are you mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Are you punishing me? What is up with that? What if the Lord is saying to you, first of all, don't compare yourself with your brother or sister in Christ. That's your first mistake, okay? But secondly, have you ever considered that maybe I have something in mind for you that is very unique to the calling that I have on your life? Yeah, they can have that. You can't. That's what this is talking about. So if you'll kindly indulge me, I'd like to read this. And I hope that you'll be as encouraged as I am whenever I do. If God has called you to be really like Jesus, He will draw you into a life of crucifixion and humility and put upon you such demands of obedience that you will not be able to follow other people or measure yourself by other Christians. And in many ways, he will seem to let other good people do things which he will not let you do. Other Christians and pastors who seem very religious and useful may push themselves, pull wires, and work schemes to carry out their plans, but you cannot do it. And if you attempt it, you will meet with such failure and rebuke from the Lord as to make you sorely penitent. Others may boast of themselves, of their work, of their success, of their writings, but the Holy Spirit will not allow you to do any such thing. And if you begin it, He will lead you into some deep mortification that will make you despise yourself and all your good works. Others may be allowed to succeed in making money or may have a legacy left to them. But it is likely God will keep you poor. You want to know why? 
because he wants you to have something far better than gold, as the psalmist would declare thousands of pieces of gold and silver. He wants you to have something far better than gold, namely a helpless dependence on him that he may have the privilege of supplying your needs day by day out of an unseen treasury. I think of Elijah, who had to depend on a raven every day to eat food. He would go to bed at night like the children of Israel with the manna. They had no food in the fridge. (laughs) They had no food for tomorrow. They had to depend on the Lord every day, day by day, one day at a time to provide everything they needed. That's called a helpless dependence upon the Lord. The Lord may let others be honored and put forward and keep you hidden in obscurity because He wants you to produce some choice, fragrant fruit for His coming glory, which can only be produced in the shade. He may let others be great, but keep you small. He may let others do a work for Him and get the credit for it, but He will make you work and toil on without knowing how much you are doing, and (laughs) then to make your work still more precious, he may let others get the credit for the work which you have done. That's not fair. Why would you do that, Lord? Oh, because I want to make your reward ten times greater when Jesus comes. I think of something Oswald Chambers said, God will withhold from you how mightily He's using you in order to protect you from the pride that often comes. He will not let you know how much He's using you in the lives of other people. The Holy Spirit, he goes on, will put a strict watch over you with a jealous love and will rebuke you for little words and feelings, or for wasting your time, which other Christians never seem distressed over. Okay, I hate that. (laughs) It's kind of like, the Lord won't let me get away with what He apparently lets other Christians get away with all the time. So here I've got some spare time and I might want to indulge the flesh. Don't look at me like that. I'm not talking about, you know, sinful things. I'm talking about, you know, I might want to just kind of, you know, go out and actually get out. I don't get out much. I'm, <laughs> But I might just want to go do something fun, you know, for the afternoon. And, I mean, you, you guys do that all the time. I'm sorry, I guess I have an issue here, don't I? (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe I need to talk to the Lord more about this, but... (laughs) Others may, you cannot. I have a calling on your life. Don't waste your time. Your time is mine. 
Don't, you, you can't, I'll let them get away with that, but I don't have that calling on their life. Doesn't make them less than you. Doesn't mean I don't love them as much as you. But don't look at them and compare themselves with yourself. I have a calling on your life. I have something that I, I want to do, and it comes this way. So he goes on, and he's going to now try to put all the puzzle pieces together with this enigma. He says, so make up your mind that God is an infinite sovereign and has a right to do as he pleases with his own. He may not explain to you a thousand things which puzzle your reason in his dealings with you, but if you absolutely sell yourself to be his love slave, he will wrap you up in a jealous love and bestow upon you many blessings which come only to those who are in the inner circle. Oh, I want to be in the inner circle. Do you know what you ask? That is a place reserved only for those who absolutely sell themselves and don't demand from God an explanation as to why it is that he is dealing with them in that way. I think of Joseph. I love Joseph. Cannot wait to meet this man. You want to talk about a guy that had every right to say, the way that God is dealing with me is not good. I mean, here I am. <laughs> what have I done? My brothers have turned on me, sold me into slavery, left me for dead. I've been betrayed. I've been falsely accused of attempted rape. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And for 17 years, I don't like that long of a time in the same sentence with affliction. Trials for 17 years. He could have rightfully said, this is not right. And it wasn't. But oh, <laughs> the plan that God had for him. In that affliction, for 17 years, God was preparing him for that which he was preparing for him. The calling that he had on his life. I mean, here was a man, as one said, went from the pit to the pinnacle. But you don't just put a man in that position as the most powerful man in the world, save Pharaoh, who they saw as a god, without first preparing him. He had to go through all of that brokenness. How unfair is this? And yet God was wrapping him up and about to bestow upon him unspeakable blessings that could only come in that way. Well, Watson concludes this. Settle it forever then, that you are to deal directly with the Holy Spirit and that he is to have the privilege, I like this imagery, of tying your tongue, or chaining your hand, or closing your eyes, 
in ways that he does not seem to use with others. Now, when you are so possessed with the loving God that you are in your secret heart pleased and delighted over this peculiar, personal, private, jealous guardianship and management of the Holy Spirit over your life, you will have found the vestibule of heaven, the entrance, the chamber of heaven. You could have written this chapter. You could have probably taught this Bible study better than I could because of the experience in your own life and how God has been dealing with you. And there has been times where it's been very dark, very confusing. What God was doing made absolutely no sense to you at all. And it seems so unfair, almost to the point where it seemed that God was unloving, that somehow God was angry with you, mad at you. Settle it now. Settle it now. He has something for you. He desires to do something that is unique to who you are and the call that He has on your life. And I assure you, and I will testify, you put me on that witness stand, I will testify in my own experience that I look back on the pain and the suffering and the hardship and the difficulty, and I would not trade it for anything because of what God did in me. The death of my daughter was an experience that was so painful. I couldn't even pray. I remember nights when my wife and I would sleep in shifts, and it would be three o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't even put words together. It was just moans. All I could do was moan. But God, the building of this amazing, beautiful church building that God has given us throughout that whole process, there were times where I'm on my face before God. God, what have I done? (laughs) What have we gotten? What have I gotten your people into? Oh my goodness, this is not good. Oh, you'll see. I'm teaching you to trust me and depend on me and learn about me and how I deal with you. And it's hard and as scary, so scary as that was. All of those times in my life where I was just so full of fear, instead of being full of faith, and God saw me through, and as difficult as it was, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I want to enter that vestibule of heaven, that taste of heaven. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study and will continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. 
Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth.